Welcome back to the podcast. This is Arlen back with a series video from the principal series. And right now we're going to talk about principle number two. If you haven't listened to episode one or, or yeah, episode number one is what I'm calling it. I highly recommend doing that. Um, and before I do that, let me give you a little bit of the setting. I actually just got back from hanging out with some friends our last night in Barcelona. So I'm, I don't know, I'm like moderately tipsy, not really like coming off being a little bit drunk from the night. We just had a little, a few drinks and stayed in. We've all been pretty tired. We've been traveling together for like a month and or longer. And when you travel with people, there's like tension between each other. So the girl's idea was to have everybody kind of just hang out, play games, have fun. And it was great. It was a really good idea. I think everybody feels a lot better after it. Um, and I got home. It's 1.33 a.m. And I am a very consistent person and promised myself I would do podcasts daily until this principal series was done. So here I am recording at 1.33 in the morning. There's no excuses. So let's go into it. Today, we're going to talk about simplification and subtraction and the Pareto principle and how I apply it to my thinking and how and why it is a it is the second principle on this list. So we're going to talk about simplification and really subtraction as a means of addition to your life. Let me give you a very concrete example. And that is literally before I was, uh, there's two things that really happened before or three things, essentially, before I even recorded this podcast, I didn't feel comfortable recording it um, until I actually used the principle because there was a lot of complication in my life, um, starting with the amount of things that were just in my laptop and also the amount of things around my room. So um, I was lucky enough to have my girlfriend clean the room, which was amazing. And then I, while she was doing that, cleaned my desktop on my laptop and I got rid of all of the excessive video files and junk on my desktop and I cleaned everything up and then the digital the digital environment was clean and the physical environment was clean. And because of that simplification and that subtraction of stuff, I was able to think more clearly and come to a solution from the other angle, which was essentially, as I said, when you travel with anybody for a month and a half, there's some tensions, we're in a big group and some people had some like things that were between them, they were a little bit, you know, tense with. So we simplified it by coming with the, with a quick solution in one night and just getting a bunch of drinks and going over and relaxing and having fun. And that was something that I think simplified the tension that was between the group and it was good. So all is well and all is good. And that's a very simple example. But I'd like to elaborate a lot more on this topic in this episode because this is something that I've used in a, for a very long time, this idea of subtraction as a means of addition. Because I think in, in the way that society is formed, we get trapped into thinking that if we have more stuff, we'll be happier. If we have more money, we'll be happier. If we have more things, we'll be happier. If we have more friends, we'll be happier. If we have more businesses, we'll be happier. When in reality... The truth is, and there's a balance because you can't just have nothing, but uh, rather than thinking you should have more, at a certain point, you should look at your life and be like, hmm, what can I eliminate to add to my happiness? And you can look at this in so many different aspects of your life. Let's take a look at your business. What if I eliminated products that actually aren't making a lot of money or aren't adding a lot of value to the world? 
So I stopped focusing a lot of time on them. And then I was able to focus on the things that do add a lot of value to the world and therefore add more value to the world because I'm spending more time on the thing that I actually care about and less, and just basically eliminating the thing that I don't care about. And so I do that a lot in business. It's also something to consider in your friendships and relationships. Is there a friendship or relationship in your life that is detracting value from you? And this can be hard to see as well, especially if you're like deep into a friendship or relationship where, you know, you think that it's going well in some stance and you actually do care about the person, but as a net whole, it's causing negativity in your life and causing you to be in a position where you're not exactly where you want to be. And so negation and subtraction can be a way to, although it can be hard sometimes, can be a way to free up a lot of space so you can create exactly what you want in your life. Because you as a human deserve what you want and you can get exactly what you want. And I think part of the problem is that sometimes, especially with relationships, we start to, you know, ask for, we start to ask for things and we start to define things, especially, you know, you get something like Maxi, um, shout out to mindsetdesign.com. Maxi, very good product that I invented that helps you decide what you want to do with your life. You start using something like Maxi and you decide what you want with your life and you get it. And then you realize that once you have it after a little while, you go, you know what? I don't know if I want this anymore. Or you say, maybe this isn't exactly what I thought I wanted. And where what I thought I wanted isn't exactly what I actually want in reality. So very important to understand that and look at that from multiple angles and to understand that you know, in many cases, subtraction can add to your life altogether. Now, there's another concept of this, and that's when when you start subtracting the things that actually don't add a lot of value, and you start to focus in on and only do the things that add a lot of value, what takes effect is something called the Pareto Principle or the 80-20 Principle. And this is a principle, uh, there's an entire book about it by a guy named Richard Koch, K-O-C-H or Koch. I don't think he's not a Coke brother, but Richard Coke, Richard Koch, I don't know, Richard Coke. He wrote this book, The 80-20 Principle. He wrote a number of books. He's an incredible author, probably one of my favorite authors. And in his books, he talks about this principle called the 80-20 Principle, which talks about a worldwide phenomenon, universal phenomenon, that basically states that 20% that twenty of causes lead to 80% of results. 20% of actions lead to 80% of results. And 20% of your current actions that you're taking are leading to 80% of the desired results that you want. So it sounds a little bit complicated, but once you really wrap your head around it, maybe look up a few diagrams about 80-20, you'll really get it. And it comes from uh, Pareto, Wilfred Pareto, who's an Italian economist in the early 1800s or something like that. He realized that um, through these this like pea pods in his garden that 80% of the peas came from 20% of the pea pods. For some reason, the pea pods that were creating the most harvests were only a certain, were only one-fifth of the total population of pea pods. So like some pea pods had a lot more peas than the others. And he sent, he noticed this. He was like, oh, that's an interesting phenomenon. And he realized it was, a, it was happening in so many different areas of life, right? And you can see in your own life everywhere. You'll notice that one out of five people or five out of a hundred people that you know, you spend the most time with. Five out of a hundred people you know, you get the most enjoyment out of. 
Five out of 100 people you know add the most stress to your life. Five out of 100 people you know add the most productivity to your life. and You get the most done and you're the most successful when you're around them. Five out, five out, five out of 100, let's see, five out of 100 places that you go to are where you are the most distracted. Maybe that's like in your, maybe there's a, a room in your house that's like very distracting. If you don't want to be distracted, then maybe you consider, so So I'm starting to go into the action side of this, but basically once you do a little 80-20 analysis on your life around everything, you're able to see the places in your life that are actually very um, consuming of your mental energy and consuming of your happiness and consuming you in negativity and consuming you in things that you basically don't want. And that allows you to highlight them and remove them, subtract them, and therefore simplify your life and only leave the things that multiply your happiness, multiply your wealth, multiply your health, and multiply everything that you want to create more of in your life. And so there is an, there's a very helpful uh, mental exercise that I do. Uh, called it's, it's really just called 80-20 thinking. The first step is you define every area of your life that you want, that you care about. So you have your personal success for a lot of guys out there, like their success is the most important thing to them. So let's have that be number one. That could be, you know, how many people they help with their business. That could be any number of things, but that's number one, success, personal success. The second one, which is related to personal success, but is slightly different and it's wealth. So wealth, what exactly do you want wealth wise? How much money do you want to make over the course of your life? How much money do you want to make this year? And what do you want your net worth to be? And how will you have your net worth? Will it be in Bitcoin? Will it be in real estate? Will it be in stocks? And then the third one is your relationships, your social circle, your tribe. What do you want your tribe to look like? And define that in serious, vivid detail. And then the fourth one is your health. Your health is your body, your fitness, how you look and how you feel on a consistent basis. And you want to define that very clearly. For example, I have a movie star body. And I feel increasingly amazing every single day. And my energy is contagious and incredible. And people feel amazing in my presence. That could be health. And the last one I call the good life category. And this is just free things, free, not three, free things that you can fill your life with. For example, going on a walk, reading a book, going to a coffee shop, little things that you seriously heavily enjoy and give you a ton of happiness, but don't cost a lot of money. And when you define these five categories, okay, and some of them, maybe let's let's revisit that first category. Let's let's revisit the success category. What you do is you define what you want. So let's say you want to help a thousand people in your business this year. Okay. So what 80-20 thinking, or let's let's revisit what normal thinking tells you to do. What normal thinking tells you to do is to go, okay, I want to help a thousand people this year. So to do that, I'm going to make a bunch of content and do some sales calls and get those people to buy my product. That's normal thinking. And that's okay to do that normal thinking, but understand that normal thinking is average, and average is typically the first thing that comes to mind because it's the first thing that would come to mind to most people. If you're looking for you know, an 80% idea, like an idea that 80% of people would have, it's probably close to the first thought. So to find the 20% idea, to find the idea that is simple and is going to help you progress toward your goal the most, what you need to do at that point is essentially think a little bit further, but 
use that first thought that you had, that first plan of action as a baseline for um, what is determined as good and what is determined as bad. And so, um, and good and bad in terms of like what is considered a idea that's going to generate a lot of the results you want and what is an idea that is average. So you use the first idea, which is your average idea, as what to base the rest of your answers off of to basically find something that is significantly better than that average answer. So for example, a secondary answer that someone might have is to basically do a collaboration with somebody else to promote your product. Now that's a great idea, but what if you went even more outside the box and decided to do a collaboration every single week for the next year? Now you have 52 collaborations lined up, and what if you added like a retargeting campaign on Facebook to retarget the people from other audiences who are now viewing your product and you know you create custom ads for them. So now you're thinking a lot more in depth and you're basically, and that was a very simplified example, but the idea is to think so more, so in depth and so, um, and to compare it to your first thought so that you have an idea that is unique and that most people wouldn't think of because it's not an average idea. And then you act on the idea that is more unique which is the 20% idea that generates 80% of your desired results. So that in short is 80-20 thinking. I'll tell you a little bit of a story from my life when I actually utilized this. And this was when I went to, uh, not Australia, to Hawaii in 2020. And it was the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, you know what? I want to go to Hawaii. And I was like, let me come up with a plan for Hawaii. So my first thought about making a plan for Hawaii was basically to go on hotel tonight, book a hotel in Waikiki because I didn't know a lot about it and just kind of figure it out from there. And like, hopefully I can get past the the whole, you know, pandemic situation and just have fun and relax and enjoy my time. And that was, you know, that was my first idea. But I understood 80-20 thinking and subtraction and simplification. I said, you know what? Let me think a little bit deeper use that as the baseline, but come up with an idea that is significantly better. Now I knew that going to Hawaii, I would probably be spending a lot of money. So my second idea, which was a little bit more unique, was how could I basically get paid to go to Hawaii? How could I go to Hawaii and leave it richer than when I got there? And so that got me thinking about, well, what if I viewed this as a complete content trip? And to to do a content trip, I have to know people who are doing content. So I started looking at content creators in um, in Hawaii, in Oahu. And I realized that I actually had a local friend who was a content creator in Hawaii and he had a house there. So I was like, Hmm, maybe I can hang out with the local. He can show me all the local spots. We can shoot content together and I I don't have to pay for anything except the flight. And then everything else, I could basically stay with him and everything else would be profit. Long story short, I didn't end up doing that. I ended up getting a hotel But with all the amazing content that I was able to get and the headspace that I had when I was there and the clear thinking that I had, I ended up having ideas and uh, motivation to push leads to my, you know, to my products that ended up being well worth the experience and expense. And I made more money going there than I actually spent. So that's an idea that, you know, spawned from first having a basic idea. Oh, let's just go to Waikiki and chill there to... Now I'm going to go there. I'm going to make more money than I could, than I than I even spend, and I'm going to be toured around by local, and I'm going to get content and memories that last literally a lifetime. So you basically eighty twenty thinking is taking your first thought and using it as a baseline to come up with more creative ideas.
and that is 80-20 thinking. Now, the next thing is, let's see. I wrote down in my notes, I have notes in like a handwritten uh, Italian wood handmade like journal thing. Um, and, and my first notes here are my lifestyle setup and achieving everything I have. Tribe Accelerator business. So, I mean, yeah, I guess Tribe Accelerator itself is an 80-20 hack like if you join tribe accelerator you know you're going to get all of the benefits that i've essentially invested tons of money and time testing myself socially to basically create a shortcut for people to figure out what works the fastest and most effective way so that's that's one um i wrote relationships obviously you can apply this in your relationships and eliminate people who are adding stress to your life or adding complication and only leave the people who make you feel more productive and supported and good about yourself, and that's pretty self-explanatory. The last thing I'll leave you with there is that a good question to ask yourself is what is the easiest, most effective, and most enjoyable path for me to take right now? And then you sit there, and you just journal about it. And the more you ask yourself this question, you tend to find that the easiest, most enjoyable path is not something that is typically the first thing that comes to mind. It's going to take a little bit of time to get there. It's also going to seem a little bit, not crazy, but you're going to have to take a leap to actually follow it. So if you ask yourself this question and you give yourself an answer through the exploration, do yourself a favor and take the leap and follow whatever that idea is. It might seem a little bit scary at first, but I promise you every time you go with that like gut instinct of the idea that you know is going to work out, it almost always works out. And if it doesn't, you learn a valuable lesson. So take big risks in life. It's absolutely worth it. And um, ultimately, you'll end up with your want with what you want if you do that. So that's it for this podcast. If you enjoyed this, go over to hoo.be slash Arlen. You can see some of the other stuff I've been working on. And if you would like to talk to one of my social circle coaches about how to 80-20 your social life and how to simplify your social life, to the point where maybe you only even have to go out four hours per week or work on it four hours per week and you're able to get better results than you are right now because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with socially. People know this business, right? Like your net worth is the average of the five people you hang out with most. But what if the what if the, the social success that you have is also the average of the five people you hang out with most? Well, if your social circle is the same people you've been seeing for the last several years, maybe it's time for a change. So for that case, I would head over to tribeaccelerator.com slash one dash on dash one, one on one. And uh, the number one, not spelled out, tribeaccelerator.com slash one on one. And you will be able to speak to someone from my team, JT or Daniel, who are highly trained, and they'll be able to give you a plan for the summer and also talk to you about whatever is you know bothering you socially. It's highly valuable. I should be charging for this, but it's completely free. And you can also direct message me if you didn't get the exact link. I check all my DMs and that's it. So lesson in this podcast, make sure to simplify your life, simplify your digital environment, clean your room, but also clean out things in your life that aren't adding value to you that you feel are stressing you out. And really just do you know a journaling exercise and ask yourself the question, what 20% of things are bringing me 80% of my happiness? And what 80% or what, uh, yeah, what are the other 80% of things in my life 
that are only causing 20% of my happiness. And then you just go off from there and eliminate what isn't serving you.